0: It's The Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia.
1: And welcome to another episode of The Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. It is a Friday morning, which means the weekend is coming and the second day of September for 2022. And I've got to say, there is something to be said about the psychological feeling that you have about... About spring. Whatever it is going on in the mind, it sure beats the feeling that we have of winter. And coming up this morning, staying with that theme, we are talking to Rich Harvey about spring property and the prediction of what is going to happen this spring. Is it going to be the buyer-seller vibe of bust for spring, or is it going to be the buyer-seller spring bounce? That is the question. We will check on that very shortly. And because it is spring, we are going on a road trip, and we're heading north from Brisbane. And our first destination is going to be Harvey Bay, right there on the Fraser Coast, the capital for whale watching. It's a beautiful spot, and we will find out some interesting information about Harvey Bay. From there, we're going to head even further north, uh, heading to Rockhampton, and we're going to find out the crucial things that you need to know. And for first home buyers, brace yourself for some pretty interesting surprises. And from Rockhampton, we then head further north to Mackay, the sugar capital of Australia. And then from there, we go all the way up to Cairns. So that is coming up and starting from tomorrow, the road trip north of Brisbane. If you're celebrating your birthday today for the 2nd of September, have a great Friday. You share your birthday with Keanu Reeves. He is turning 57. Lennox Lewis the former heavyweight boxing champion he is turning 56 and Selma Hayek she is turning 55 and it was on this day back in 1951 that the US, Australia and And New Zealand signed the ANZUS Mutual Defence Treaty.
0: From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between. Every morning on the Real Estate Podcast, we are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 630 30. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au All
1: right, let's have a look at your weather around Australia and good morning to you in Sydney. Expecting some rain today, a high of 19 degrees. Also some possible showers in Melbourne, your high of 13. In Brisbane today, some rain developing also and a high of 21 degrees. And in Perth, expecting mostly fine and sunny conditions and a high of 23 degrees.
0: It's the Real Estate Podcast across Australia, seven days a week. Let's Talk Property, a podcast series with Rich Harvey.
1: Well, spring has arrived along with a Friday morning, so you may be feeling that spring in your step. But will the spring weather have any impact on the property market and buyer and vendor sentiment? Well, rising interest rates has been the biggest drag on consumer confidence. We all know that. And you're probably asking the question of how much further will the rates rise? Will we see a significant bounce in listing volumes or will the market pricing continue to take a dive? So to find out all about this and what may lay ahead for the property market in spring, we have Rich Harvey, Buyer's Advocate and CEO of propertybuyer.com.au. And welcome along, Rich, to this Friday morning
2: and the second day for spring. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Great to be with you. I can definitely say the weather's warmer. I've been out for my uh, morning walk this morning and uh, just out in a t-shirt and, and didn't feel cold at all. It's wonderful. There's a real real difference in the atmosphere. I love it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, spring. We have waited. <laughs> almost, it almost seems like we've waited
2: such a long time. hundred <laughs> percent. It's been a cold winter. Can't wait to get out of it.
1: All right, and talking of the summer, let's uh, perhaps first find out what's been happening in various locations along the east coast of Australia, I guess, over the
2: last two to three months. Yeah, it's been a mixed bag, Craig. There's been a lot of different things happening. Our team of buyers advocates, we cover Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Newcastle, the major regions, and they've generally observed that buyers are approaching the market with a lot of caution. And that real hesitancy to consider buying property has resulted in a lot less properties being put up for sale. We are definitely seeing price corrections in, in pretty much all markets now. The latest stats that just came out today from CoreLogic are showing that Sydney and Melbourne are down at least 7% on the headline rate. But if you drill down and go, what's happening on the ground? It's more like a 15% drop. And the Brisbane and Gold Coast markets are so now, there's evidence that those markets are starting to turn, you know, two or 3% down uh, to 5%. It doesn't mean, though, that every property has dropped massively in value. And I'll just give one quick example. We had a client that I bought a property for probably about 15 years ago for 820,000 in Beacon Hill, and they just sold it two weeks ago for 2.45. Now, had they sold that property last year, they might have got 2.6, but it's still a pretty decent result, even in a correcting market. So it just goes to show that you know good quality properties are, are still selling well. And the other thing, Craig, i just mentioned, we, we actually interviewed John McGrath from McGrath Estate Agents. And we asked John, where do you see the market at? And he reckons the market's already fallen 15%, like we, we say in Sydney and Melbourne. But he also says that we're about 2 to 3% away from the bottom of the market. So he suggests that we're almost most of the way through the correctional phase. And there's a great window of buying well over the next six months to get properties at quite a discount.
1: Yes, for sure, because that's really on the back of people trying to second-guess the market too right now. So what signals do you look for which might indicate to you that the market might be bottoming out?
2: Great question. I've really been through five long property cycles in my career. And the one thing that I've looked for, Craig, is to look for those early signals that indicate whether the market's starting to bottom out or whether it's actually got further to fall. So everyone is trying to second guess this. They're really saying, oh, look, I think it might drop another five or 15 and, oh, that economist said this and that, you know, and if you listen to the media, they'd have you believe that property prices are falling everywhere and we're heading for a major crash. But it's absolutely vitally important to remember that when you're watching that evening news, there's not one single property market. What's happening in Brisbane can be quite different to what's happening in outer Melbourne. So for me, some of the key signals that I look for to indicate that the market is actually bottoming out, firstly, is looking at auction clearance rates. And if those auction clearance rates are, say, in the high 50% to that early 60% range, then to me, that says the market's stabilizing. If we're less than 50, that's still a market that's dropping in value. Another signal is just the number of bidders at auction. At the moment, we're only seeing two or three active genuine bidders. But often it's the case that properties aren't even making it to auction because they're getting negotiated through a pre-auction offer, which we do quite successfully for our clients. And Craig, another signal that I look for is is rising attendances at open houses. This time last year, you had a queue of 50 people out the door. But, you know, if you're there today, when I go through properties on the weekends, I'm only seeing, you know, four to five groups at a time. And the most obvious signal that shows that property price declines are slowing or easing is when you see the headline figures stabilise month by month. But you just got to remember, as I've said before constantly, that that data index is often a bit out of date. And let's swing
1: back to the spring market. What type of spring market in 2022 are you expecting to see? In other words, how different do you think it will be from,
2: let's say, last year? Oh, it's going to be very different to last year. I mean, this time last year, we were still in the middle of a lockdown. There was very little stock uh, available and consumer sentiment was was very strong. But I find it really strange, Craig, that everyone follows the herd. At the moment, everyone's sitting on the fence and, and not wanting to, to get into the property market. But You know, if you really want to take a counter-cyclical approach, you know, it's the best time to buy. You know, I love that quote, uh, as it go, your best time to buy straw hats is in winter. You know, the best time to buy when everyone's not buying, right? The spring market's really impacted a lot by cost of living issues, inflation pressure, mortgage repayments going up. But really what's happening is just we've been living with really low interest rates and the interest rate cycle is now normalizing. And from my perspective, I think the cash rate is going to settle somewhere between two and a half to three percent, which really translates into a discounted variable rate of around four and a half to five percent.
1: Yes. And a big talking point, because it is now spring, are listing volumes. Now, the smart money is on them rising. What do you think is likely to happen
2: this year? Look, I think there'll be a very small bounce. It's not going to be a traditionally massive rise in listing volumes. If you look at the actual logic data, it's saying that list, total listing volumes are still 25% below the five-year average. So a lot of vendors are just holding back and just, again, if they don't need to sell, they're just going to wait. But obviously, life circumstances for a lot of people, unfortunately, there might be a death in the family or divorce or separation or or people have to move for job purposes or literally they're just outgrowing where they are and need to move. All of those sort of properties will come to market. I don't expect to see a rapid rise in the number of mortgage delinquencies or forced selling. If interest rates go really high, well over what I've estimated, then that could happen, but I'm not anticipating that happening. But in terms of new listings, I'm definitely anticipating seeing you know a good number of new listings coming to, to market, but not a dramatic number.
1: And Rich, the vendors, of course, are listening to our podcast this morning. So what advice in this current market would you give to potential vendors thinking about selling in the spring
2: market? as I often say, you know, buy and sell when you're ready. Um, the market conditions will come and go all the time and trying to pick that perfect time to sell doesn't always work. And as I said before, high quality properties, they're still selling well. You know, In the Eastern suburbs, I interviewed quite a few people this week and talked to, to Munro Donan, who's our principal of Property Buyer East. And he's saying that you know, the really good properties are really only 5% off the peak of where they're at during the, the COVID boom. And, you know, I'm seeing good properties in the Northern beaches still, still hold up. Well, there's definitely you can buy properties at a discount, but not a, a massive discount. So, and if you're selling, you're also going to be buying in the same market. So it's, it's all relative as to what, you know, what you're going to achieve as an end, end outcome. So I think I would suggest that if you're a vendor, I would probably go early in spring rather than late spring, because we are going to see a couple more interest rate rises. And when that happens, that puts more of a dampening effect on the overall property sentiment. So if you're trying to capitalize on what is available in terms of sentiment, I'd, I'd suggest going early in spring rather than try to wait and capitalize on those you know, early bird buyers that are trying to catch the worm in spring.
1: All right, so you heard it here, vendors. But what about uh, buyers? We should get to them as well. What sort of tips and suggestions would you give buyers as they get out there in search of property in the spring market?
2: Yeah, so look, I think that you know, if you're a buyer, first thing to do is get your finance in place and then start looking. I'm seeing great opportunities out there at the moment, really significant opportunities. So I think at the end of the day, this spring, we're not going to see a massive bounce and we're not going to see a massive bust. I actually think we're going to see the market level out or bottom out probably toward the end of the year. Um, I think we might see prices correct by another 5%. It's not going to be a dramatic crash. And you see a lot of buyers being completely opportunistic, going, oh, well, look, I'm going to dive in when I know it's the absolute bottom. Well, I can't tell you, Craig, that on the 19th of November, that that's going to be the bottom of the market. We'll know in history is when when the data tells us in history, but you can't look back. So I believe that you know we're going to see interest rates stabilize probably about February or March next year. We'll probably see the peak of, of rates heading back up to where they should be. And then we're going to see property prices stabilize for some time. So you know I think as I've said before there'll be a slight bounce in the number of transactions during spring. Buyer sentiment has switched from what we call the fear of missing out FOMO to the fear of overpaying, FOOP. So we've gone from FOMO to FOOP, and she love the acronyms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think the advice for buyers is the next two to three months is really going to provide some of the best opportunities to get properties at a discount. And I've got to say, we've been able to save our clients anywhere between two to ten times our fees. So it's been uh, a fantastic opportunity for people to think about engaging with the buyer's agent because we can negotiate really, really well. But I also think for people that are just still thinking about, oh, look, I'll just wait, I'll delay my plans, then you're really just following the herd. But if you really understand the benefits of countercyclical buying, then you can particularly do well over this next spring season.
1: Rich Harvey, positivity is in your voice. I can hear it, and let's hope that positivity is rubbing off on people on this Friday morning. Hey, enjoy your weekend coming up, and catch you back same time next week. Thanks so much, Craig.